You know what that sound means. Welcome back to Just the Tip-Off, the NBA podcast that officially endorses the NBA career of Dr. Oz. That, that one was for you, Mom. <laughs> Is it really science? Who knows? But it sells. <laughs> um, I, 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 I'm Sam here with Mason and Nathan. Um, you'll hear some noise in the background. We are, A, watching the NBA All-Star Celebrity Game. We'll be throwing on the Rising Stars after it's done. Also, we currently have one dog here, and up to two more dogs might be arriving. So if you hear the mischief or pitter-patter, a little pause, um, it, it's not rain. It's not reindeer. It's dogs. It's doggos. We love our doggos. But, well, mine's a reindeer. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that uh, brings us into All-Star Weekend. It is upon us. The break has officially started. The best All-Star Weekend of any sport. Yeah. Um, and uh, for some teams, a much-needed break. I don't know. The... Uh, I can't think of a single team that needs a break. <laughs> definitely not the Lakers. Mm. <laughs> they definitely didn't lose to the Hawks. Uh, or the Warriors, for that matter. Uh, just lost to the Blazers. Yeah, really. There's a, I'll, I'd say just about every team, except for the ones who are hot, such as Brooklyn or... Milwaukee. Milwaukee. The Thunder. Uh, okay, see, I mean, OKC so, did so, just lose to the so Pelicans. <laughs> I, don't know, I think I think the Cavs and Knicks are right on track. They're still losing games. The plan is to keep losing games. Oh man, they they, they are just locked and loaded with those garbage rosters. Oh my I know. You guys see that uh, Knicks Cavs game? Oh my goodness, the toilet bowl of of basketball. They're like, no, you're gonna lose. No, we're gonna lose. See the Cavs took the Nets to triple overtime. I, I like I like it. It's a great strategy. Tire your players out, get them tired for the next game, and still lose the, the triple overtime game. That's smart thinking. They're that's, not gonna be up for the next. That's one. what you need to do, guys. Great, great, great. Tank effort. for tank for the universe for Duke University. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this dumb Brown one's eye on most, but whichever whichever one. Of those we end up with, it'd be great. RJ, I think I think I take Reddish with Barrett. Um, they're two different styles. Barrett obviously is a ball heavy. I think Reddish is like can be the next Clay Thompson, where Lily can drop forty in a game with only taking seven dribbles. Yeah, because I don't know if you guys watched that Duke Louisville game. Holy shit, he just decided to. Turn it right on, up man. in those last five minutes. Like, all right, we're going to win this game. That's what. I'm, I'm so happy to see him waking up because he started the season really slow, and I was wondering if he was one of those overhyped players. But no, he wasn't. He was just in a bit of a slump. <laughs> yeah. But, I think it started when he hit that buzzer beater to beat Florida State. That's, I think that's what really was yeah. like, oh, shit. Ever I'm, since then, he's been locked. That's right. I'm the third best player in college basketball. Debatably. Or yeah. at least in, in that. He, uh, he's, a, he's a top five, that's for sure. Um, so moving into our first topic, um, we will first be discussing the uh, All Star uh, Game events or All Star Weekend events coming up. We have uh, the Celebrity Game, but I don't really have any hard opinions on that other than Doctor Osh being the NBA to get him off TV. Totally. Um, uh, then we have the Rising Stars. Uh, we have the Dunk Contest and the Three Point Contest and the Skills Contest, and then we have the main event on Sunday night, the All Star Game. Can't wait for that. Uh, we're just pretty much going to go over uh, section by section who we're, who uh, we think the favorite is to win. You know, um, we'll start out with the dunk contest that's coming up early uh, Saturday, Saturday 8 p.m. It'll be Miles Bridges uh, for the Hornets, mm-hmm. John Collins for the Hawks, Himando uh, uh, Diallo for the I'm Thunder, and Dennis Smith Jr. for the Knicks. So, so all right, just for those four names. Who do, you, who do you guys immediately kind of go to? 
I'm going with Miles Bridges. I watched like a video that had like the, all their dunks from this season, and yeah. just watching those, Miles Bridges brings some brings some power to his dunks. Not to say that the others do, but every dunk I see Miles Bridges do, he absolutely hammers it down. Whether or not he has the creativeness and flair to turn that into something else, but if he has he that, he has that that part, and then he, if he can put some flair on it and then still throw it down. It's going to be hard to beat. But Dennis Smith Jr. does have some experience. Obviously, you've got three new faces to it. So, But my pick is Miles. All right. I'm going to go with uh, Hamidou Diallo. Thank you. That's what I'm going to go with. Can't pronounce his name, but I'm still going to pick him. Um, He is so bouncy. So bouncy. He literally – oh, my goodness. Mason picking a thunder. I know. Shocker. Crazy, right? He – Russell Westbrook threw him a a lob from the three-point line, and it was behind him. He's like, all right, it's fine, whatever. Grabbed it from behind and then just threw it down. Two-handed, midair, had to adjust and everything. I think he just has so much uh, natural athletic ability. He's he can just it's, he can basically fly. So I'm gonna give it to him. So I'm actually gonna uh, we're a good one-one-one split. I'm gonna take John Collins. John Collins is the tallest player. I think they all have incredible verticals, but he's the tallest player, which and I think gives him most flexibility. His, his, his vertical option. is still pretty oh, big, yeah, too. He's an athletic 6'10". Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just calling vertical a wash for all, for all four guys. All four, they all get all, up. All four guys get up. They all get up. But uh, he, he is the tallest and uh, is very athletic. And also, um, he's teammates with Vince Carter, which means he has potential. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He has the best dunk contest mentor of all time. You think he pulls out a Vince Carter dunk? I hope so. I I really yeah. do. I hope. In fact, I hope he like just owns it, and I hope he performs the entire thing in a Vince Carter Hawks uniform. Vince Carter Hawks uniform. I mean, I really hope he does it in a Raptors uniform, but I get it. You won't wear someone else's. I mean, team. Donovan Mitchell did that last year though with with the Vince Carter tribute. Yeah. Um, he did the against the grain 360. I think yeah. it was, which no, was no, pretty no, cool. No, no, no. It wasn't as clean as Vince Carter's, but it was still. That's, that's a really difficult dunk to do. Yeah. <laughs> which so here's the the thing about the dunk contest. As we keep going year after year, I feel like people want more and more, but I don't really feel like people understand how difficult it is to dunk in general, and then on top of that, do all of these crazy tricks. I I do I, I agree with that premise, and I think it started to bring us down a really bad road, like especially in the late 2000s, early 2010s. Um, it started to be a lot more about like showmanship and like who who can like. Do have the craziest props. Who can jump over a car? Put on the funniest outfit and all things like that. And there's still a little bit of that, as there always will. But I think, uh, especially in the last couple of years, we're starting to move back towards like really valuing feats of athleticism. Yeah. I think that I think the responsibility of this really falls on the judges because nothing frustrates me more than when judges give a 50 to a dunk very early on that like is a good dunk it's a good dunk but yeah. when when you they kind of blow the wide yeah when you come out setting a 50 everything everything else has to be a 50 and there's no more yeah so, it's over you know what i think was one of the big again. turning point the tipping point for transferring uh, from those 2000s early gimmicky kind of dunk contests to the now I think was the Aaron Gordon Zach Levine that was such a dunk good one. contest. Oh. I think it was twenty fifteen. Oh my god. Oh the uh Zach Levine like chair dunk where he literally in a sitting position passed it under his ass. 
Oh yeah. Oh my god. The that was exactly me. That was Aaron Gordon. It was Aaron, you're right. It was Aaron Gordon who did that. Um, and the thing with that is his nipples were at the rim. That's how high he got on that dunk. <laughs> like, <laughs> it was pretty awesome. He jumped over whatever. It sucked the year after. Yeah. When it was like that one guy from the Pacers, and I don't even remember. Or no, no. 17, 2017 sucked. 18 last year, I think, was a little wasn't better. bad. So, um, another thing that they haven't really been doing in the last several years, which I think would really help them as a team, um, they've stopped bringing stars in. Like, don't get me wrong, Diallo, Collins, um, uh, Bridges, and... All young guys, going to be... All, all, all young guys, teachers, all, yeah. all very good. But, like, I just... I mean, Dennis Smith Jr. is kind of a star, but he's more... He, he's... Not because of his playing ability, just because, like, he was known for being a dunker and he was part of a big blockbuster trade. And But beyond that, everyone's sort of, like, uh, good, yeah, good players. Like, Nothing above role, role players, above average, but... You think he has to do, maybe, obviously, there's a... I mean, it's more playing time, risk of injury. You think it's the stars don't want to get hurt? It, that that could be the reason why LeBron didn't want to do it. He also... Didn't want to do it because he said, I don't want to improve on that or whatever. I don't want to be compared to Jordan. Cause he, I, don't, I, oh. I, I feel like he should have done it when he was younger because he had so much. He, oh, my God, he could get he so high. He was so good. But I think he could have done like year three or four. I, I, I also, He's still getting up in Miami. I know, but I think like really when he was young, I think that's when he, he could have obviously like matured a little bit in Miami. So I think that's when like his personality – would have fit the dunk contest. I, I, I also think a big portion of it is you don't get to the NBA without being incredibly competitive. And I think a lot of these stars look at the dunk contest and say, hey, I don't have a great shot at winning this. Like, I'm not, like, I, I can dunk just as good as everyone else, but this is this is a creativity competition. Yeah. And so they're like, well, if I can't go out there and win on athleticism, like, if it comes down to some guy just comes up, with a better idea, like I don't want to lose. Yeah, it might be an ego thing. For yeah, sure. absolutely. But regardless, um, I think it's going to be a good. I, I'm I'm going to watch it this year. I didn't. Uh, I watched the highlights last year. I'm actually going to watch it this year just because I, I like the people who are in it. I think they they got some creative young guys, so that should be interesting. Going on into the three point contest, they has there, has there always been this many people? There's I nine. that I there's agree. Nine. I don't. Ten. Remember there's there ever ten. Been that many people. No, I, I, feel, I feel like six to eight is normally because they, they do like a first they do they do like a first round and they take the best like what three or something and they go to the finals or that's what it used to be like I don't all right so running down we got Devin Booker for the Suns defending Seth, defending champ defending Devin Booker champ, Seth Curry for the Blazers he's got the highest uh, three point percentage in the league right now uh, Steph Curry his other his his uh, older the lesser brother, the lesser yeah, brother the lesser of the Currys <laughs> Danny Green. Uh, Joe Harris for the Brooklyn Nets, Buddy Heald, uh, Damian Lillard, Chris Middleton, Kemba Walker, and rounding it out, Dirk Nowitzki. I love that pick. I love it. I just he's already competed in it once before. Yeah. Um, he's won it. I'm pretty sure. He didn't win, but did he win? I love that they one of the people in the celebrity game, the little person. I think that's a, a very like progressive thing, which the NBA is trying to be the progressive sports league. But also like, oh, no, he did. There, 2006. There, there, there's no nice way to say it. It's visually very funny. Look at this. That's <laughs> why yeah, so I, th- I thought Dirk won it. Yeah. I think you know, obviously three point shooting is streaky and all, and we can see oh. people who wanted Steph Curry's history being a great three point shooter. But I really feel like any one of these. 
people can get hot and make them. I think like the biggest streak, the streaky shooter out of all those, I think is probably Buddy Heald, and maybe Devin Booker. Um, no, Buddy Heald has a really I feel, good I feel like percentage. I feel like Buddy is gonna go up there and he's either gonna like score six. Or he's gonna score twenty five. I don't or, know. That's how I give up on Yeah, probably. <laughs> uh, so last year the winner was Devin Booker. The year before that was Eric Gordon, Clay Thompson, and then Steph Curry back in twenty fifteen. Gives a whole big list of all the way back in the day. Oh shit, Larry Bird was running the game. Oh yeah. Uh, if, if there's there's one thing I have to say about the three point contest, I really hope Dirk does well. That being said, Dirk doesn't move like he used to. I don't know if he's like, going to be able to get all the way around. I don't know. I, all the way around. I don't think if he gonna, does, he's going to be winded. I, yeah, I'm not sure he's going to be able to get through the entire fifth rack of balls. All right, all right so we got <laughs> ten different guys. Does anybody have a favorite who they want to pick? Seth Curry. Seth Curry? You know, Seth Curry. A little bit of little brother syndrome. Steph's already Steph's won it before. He has something to go out there and prove. And also, uh, Seth Curry has a higher three-point percentage than Steph Curry this year. And part of it is because Steph Curry takes a lot of crazy contested ones, whereas Seth shoots when he's open. Right. But, I mean, Seth's by no means a bad shooter. He's, <laughs> he's a very, very good three-point shooter. And I just think that he can get in his own. Plus, I really, I really like the whole little brother narrative. So, I'm just, it's a little bit of a fan vote. I'm going to go with... Uh... Damian Lillard. D-Lil, what time I'm gonna is go with it? He's pretty clutch. He is pretty clutch. Mr. Clutch. Um, I'm going to go with my fantasy player, Buddy Heald. I'm going to give it to Buddy. Think he's Buddy got, boy. Well, he is going to score 6 or 25. So. Or somewhere in between. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully closer to 25. <laughs> yeah. I think it was last year. Oh, was it? Yeah, I think it was last year that Devin Booker set the record. For but also, the last rack is all money balls now, and that didn't that wasn't always the case. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that like, oh, he set the record. I I want to see what the record is for most balls made. You know what I mean? Because uh, don't get me wrong, I like having the last rack all money balls because it like adds um what's the word I'm looking for? Um, it adds parity to it that like. Hey, maybe you don't do that well, but you just make five out of the last rack. You just get ten points yeah. right there, right there. Yeah. You, you that's can... huge. That's a game changer. Yeah. It, 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 adds a, it is, adds a lot more variance. That's the word I was looking for. It's, it makes the competition a lot more. Yeah, fun. you've got a possibility of four more points there. So if you're down nine going into the final rack, instead of being, oh, man, we're just going to shoot for respectable score, you still got a chance of winning. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I'm going to go with Damian Lillard. All right. Um. How about the rising stars? We'll be watching that later tonight. We, I think we've already talked about it a little bit. I think we so all. Are we the skills, boy? Uh, okay. Figure we segue to the. That's fair. All right. How about the skills? Um, remind me who's in it. I know there. I know of a couple in it. Um, I'm leaning towards Nikolai Jokic. Um, but I want to just. I think he is. He is probably the most skilled big man in the league. Well, you got guys going up against Jason Tatum, Trey Young, Luka Doncic, Mike Conley, Kyle Kuzma, Darren Fox, Nikolai Jokic, and Nikolas Vucevic. Uh, they got some big guys in there, which I like. Mm-hmm. I think it's they're at a big disadvantage. I think uh, is Porzingis nice. the last big guy to win it? Uh, so before it was Spencer Dinwiddie who won it last year, then Chris Stops the year before, Carl Anthony Towns the year before that, Pat mm-hmm. Beverly uh, is the last in tr- 2015. We can keep going. Um, so, oh, Trey Burke and Damon Lillard tied in 2014. That's interesting. So reading, um, reading that list, I'm actually going to change my answer. I'm going to go to Luca. I mean, uh, just like yeah, every, every, everything that the skills challenge is about. 
Luca's very good at. He's a, the one thing that might hold him up is he's not that fast. He's I'm not calling him a slow guy or anything, but he's not a guy known for his speed. And so another dark horse for me is Mike Conley. Who? Yeah, I think the so when you go out the skills challenge, at least the way it was in the past, is you grab the ball, do a layup or most likely a dunk. Grab another ball, dribble around a, a group of guys. That's the speed portion. Then you have to get to a station and then do a chest pass. Go to another station, do a bounce pass into a, into a hole. Go to the top, uh, free throw basically. Hit a free throw. Go back, grab a ball, uh, or go grab a ball, do another bounce pass, grab another ball, dribble back around three guys, and then dunk it or lay up at the end. So the the key parts are. Who can put a pass on on where it should be, mm. and who can shoot a fucking free throw in one shot? Um, I thought it was three pointer, not free throw. You end on a three pointer. Is it? It's a three pointer. There's a free throw in the middle, I think, I'm and not, then I think it ends with making a three. Okay. Because like right now they run down, they, they run down the center court and the they drop the three. I I I've all, I've always thought ended on a three. What the fuck is that guy wearing on his head? Who is that? Some pseudo celebrity is wearing a pink bunny hat in the celebrity game. How dare he? Yeah, he's like, well, this is what, this is what I'm gonna make my this is what I'm gonna make a big. Oh, it's I'm Bad Bunny. Make, who's Bad Bunny? Literally, the he's some rapper. Um, okay. A Mexican rapper. Okay. <laughs> like I said, they really they really need to redefine what the word celebrity means for this that, game. That helps. That helps. Oh, oh no! Uh, Layups are hard, man. Layups are hard. They are. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna give it to Jason Tatum. I'm gonna say yeah. Jason Tatum's got it. I'm Dude. going De'Aaron Fox. The Fox. He is fast. He is fast he is as fuck. I yeah. I, I feel like he's the only one who could like, if he really tried, could make up for like a missed pass or a missed free throw with his speed just running through the cones. Just because he is. That fast, and I think he. If he obviously no one tries overly hard in the skills challenge, you'll see people sprinting down the court to get back. But you know, <laughs> if he really tried, I think that could make a difference. So he's a young guy; he might try hard. You know. Oh yeah. Um, I think Jason Tatum is his holdup might be making shots. He make the pass. He's a pretty good passer. So yeah. Um, he's also. Fiercely competitive, as as are most of these guys. But I can see if there's one person in this who I think is just gonna go out there and just be like the kid who got pay class in gym class, it's it's gonna be Jason Tatum. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess that brings us into our rising stars, um, world versus USA. Who we got? Who we got? We already went back and we said the teams. I think on our last podcast, two podcasts ago. Uh, so on Team USA, just a refresher is Jared Allen, Marvin Bagley III, Lonzo Ball, John Collins, Darren Fox, Darren Jackson Jr., Kyle Kuzma, Donovan Mitchell, Jason Tatum, and Trey Young. So that's on Team USA. It's a pretty solid lineup. All pretty, all young guys. Um, I mean, that's the that's the point. But in Team World, you've got OG Ananobi. DeAndre Ayton, Bogdan Bogdanovic, uh, Luka Doncic, Shea Gilders Alexander. Uh, Is Bogdan only second year player? Uh huh. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, Rodinus Kurukas. Uh, I've never Kirkus. heard of him, to be honest. He's pretty good on the Nets. He's all right. Mm. Uh, Laurie Markinen, uh, Josh Ogoki, Shidi Osman, and Ben Simmons. 
Ben Simmons shouldn't be in this. Ben Simmons is he's a third year player. <laughs> yeah, the same reason you shouldn't win rookie of the year last year. You might win again. You might win again this year. He's having a great year. Well, don't count out then. <laughs> but um, I'm taking Team World. Um, I just with Aiton, Donjic, Simmons, um, Osmond's going to give you good minutes off the bench, and Anobi's a great defender. Um, and Gilgis Alexander is explosive. Don't get me wrong; it's going to be close. Team, this is. The best I remember Team USA being watching the game. Yeah. Um. But I just I don't know. I they're I don't Team want to be as way more talent. I could talent. I could see this coming down. I hope it's a close game. And I could see this coming down to back and forth Luca versus Tatum. Yeah. I could see them just going back and forth, hitting shots, hitting shots, because I feel like that's just the you know when Kyrie Irving was out. Tatum became the one scorer on Boston. Luca's obviously the number one option on Dallas, and they've both shown to be able to take over games like that at the end in their young career, so I feel like they could possibly battle it out there at the end. I think Team, I think team USA um, is going to win. I agree, this is the best Team USA has looked in a while. You've got a lot of young talent, a lot of veteran young talent who's played a lot of big minutes. You know, yeah, yeah. like Tatum, Mitchell, Kuzma. Jared Allen, um, John Collins. Well, Lonzo Ball is injured, so he got replaced. Oh, that's right. Who, um, who replaced who, who, him? Who replaced him? Uh, I think it was Kevin Knox. It was. Definitely it's Kevin Knox. Um, yeah. But, I mean, you, I, I feel like you just have more – Obviously, ben, Yeah, more experience. Obviously, Ben Simmons is the most experienced because he's been in the league for three years. But I don't I know. Feel like, Top four, so – OG, okay, so OG doesn't have as much experience, but he's pretty damn good. DeAndre Ayton plays like he's a, he is a starter. Uh, Bogdan, he comes in pretty kettily for the Kings. Luka's a starter. Uh, Larry Markinen's a starter. Chiyabin, he's a starter. Ben Simmons, he's a starter. I, the I know, side, but you, I mean, you've got, you got like... Allen started for two years now. John Collins started for two years. Fox started for two years. Who's was now a starter? Mitchell started for two years. Tatum started for two years. Yeah, I'm giving it. I'm giving it to Team USA. Who started over Kuzma last year? Who was on the Lakers? Um, uh, it was no longer. Oh, uh, Randall. Yeah, Julius Randall. Yeah, yeah. Randall. Okay. I'm probably yeah. Uh, so last time Nathan and I both picked USA. Sam picked World. I'm still gonna stick with USA. I think Sam. they got something to prove. Sam, they they've, they've lost out. three of the last four. One would since I think they've only done the USA vs. World format four or five years. I'm pretty sure the USA has only won once. So you switch into world? No, I'm no, I'm staying with the USA. Oh, I'm just I'm just saying I'm just, like USA is due due for a win here. Is that what I'm hoping? Yeah, I I I would I would really hope USA wins, but oh, gotta have some parity. Someone, <laughs> someone's gotta take the world. US vs. the world. Alright, that brings us to the main event. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Sorry. MVP. Of Rising Stars? MVP of Rising Stars. Luca. What you got? I mean, um, if, you, if you took the USA, <laughs> you got to pick a team from the USA. No, obviously, player that's what USA, I'm looking at. Right? You know? I, I think it's, it's, to me, it's down between Donovan Mitchell and Jason Tatum, because I think those are the two who are going to be able to take it over. I think. Donovan Mitchell might be a little more assertive, so I'm going to give it to Donovan Mitchell. D. Mitchell's going to be very ball-heavy. He's going to try his best win, I think. Um, I'm going to go with 
Dark Horse, John Collins. All right. Ooh. Go John Collins on this one. Interesting. He's got some serious talent. Yeah. And uh, I think he's pretty much one of the OGs in, in Atlanta right now, keeping him above water. <laughs> Surviving, making people want to go to the games. Um, but now, brings us to the main event, All-Star Game, Sunday, 7 o'clock. It's going to be sick. I'm so excited for that. This, this might be the most excited I've been for an All-Star Game. I, I, last year was fun to watch. So last year was a lot of fun. I hope it's as close as it was last year. I've got a feeling that it could not be. I think just the pure shooting of Team LeBron. Obviously, Giannis, Team Giannis has Curry. And, like, he's been playing well. Middleton can shoot the ball, and so can Kemba. But, man, I just look at LeBron's team, and it's hard not to pick LeBron. Team LeBron. I would agree, I, but here's the thing. with uh, LeBron James, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, Kawhi Leonard, James Harden, your starting five. Who do you give the ball to? And literally anybody. Yeah, I, I, I think you play Warriors ball. You just rely on movement. Um, here's one thing that... Who's the coach of the... the Nuggets. Oh, okay, it's Nuggets. Uh, yeah, yeah. And then, uh, and then Budenhauser yeah, is Budenhauser for the... the, uh, the team Giannis. Giannis. Yeah. Um, he did, did you hear about that? He so it's what I forget how they vote in, but Boonhoser had a plan, a vacation planned out mm-hmm. already, and then he got told he was going to be the coach of Team Giannis, so he had to cancel his vacation because he was just going to go away for All Star Weekend. <laughs> Instead, he had to cancel his vacation. Steph Curry posted a video of the Warriors coaching staff watching and rooting for the Nuggets because they, the, the Nuggets had to maintain the number one seed in the West and, uh, for them to get a vacation. <laughs> obviously, since since then, the, uh, the Warriors have passed the Nuggets. Yeah, but, but it, at the time... Selected. Yeah, um... So, here's a fun fact that um, we didn't have the last time we talked about it. I'm still picking with Team LeBron, but um, they're both available on 2K rosters. And I do a lot better with Team Giannis. Team Giannis is, a much, to me, a much easier team to win. Also, Giannis is like a bro- broken... The cheat code, bro. It's a cheat code who, 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 in well, 2K. Who, who, are the, who are the two most broken players in 2K? Steph Curry, Giannis, Giannis, Steph. Steph, Giannis and Steph. <laughs> Steph Curry, you just need like a quarter inch of daylight. Seriously, he's got, honestly, Team Giannis has so much height, and he just gets a bunch of people to shoot balls. I'm worried, about the, I'm worried about the pace, though, because he has Jokic and, Vuc- and Vucevic. Yeah. That's fair. I mean, you get one. I mean, you'd probably never have them both on the floor yeah. at the time. Yeah. I mean, at some point, I'm sure they will, but not for any real minutes. Also, we'll talk about this a little bit later. Anthony Davis might not be able to play for LeBron. Yeah, and so. that's, that's, that, that right there's a big, big win. Big deficit. Uh, look at him over there. He knows he's not making the playoffs in oh. fantasy this year. Hey, man. He's still trade him. Hey, do you trade him? Yeah. See if Carl bites. Hey, man. Real trade, live offer. Jamal Murray for Anthony Davis right here. Don't take it. I'm playing him right now. Please don't take it. Well, he's out right now, so... All right, take it. Go ahead, do it. Plus, I mean, there's no games till next Thursday, so that's why this <laughs> this week in fantasy is two weeks long. Yeah. yeah. So... Um, all right, so... Your MVP from Team LeBron. From Team LeBron. Also, Dwayne Wade and Dirk Nowitzki got picked. Dwayne Wade, obviously, to LeBron. Dirk Nowitzki to Team Giannis. Um, not really much to say there, but... Well, obviously, you know, Dwayne Wade's going to go off for, like, 60, right? Yeah. <laughs> sure. Oh. 
Oh my god, if one of the, those guys wins MVP. That'd make me so happy. <laughs> I, th- I think, I think they'll, we'll score. I think they should have them jump tip. That'd be fun. There's no way they, obviously the starters, but, uh, you know, I could see, I could see Harden winning it for Team LeBron because he wants to, like, obviously he said, I'm going back to back. I could see him just continuing that and forgetting that it's an all, or not even, not forgetting, but, like, playing it like, this is a regular season game. I'm going to play exactly how I've been playing and just dropping a so cool 40. I'm, I'm really curious to see how LeBron, or how Jan, or the Harden's, like, foul game goes. Because he's... They, 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 don't, they don't really call much in the All-Star yeah, game. Yeah, and in the All-Star game, they don't really play physical defense. I'm curious to see if he can draw as many free throws as he does in real play. Andrew, what do you average? Does, does he average with like 10, shots. 11 a game? Free throws attempts a game? Something yeah, like something that? Yeah, something like that. It's ridiculous. And then he makes... 90% of them, 85. so 85. 86. Um, all right, Sam, what about you? Who's your MVP? Oh, Kyrie Irving. 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 Yeah, I, why wouldn't he? He's injured right now. He's injured. Okay. I mean, um, I, I, I don't think he's as much injured as he was resting. Uh, I could be wrong, um, but he was built to be the All-Star MVP. Like, do you, do you know how much, he's one of my favorite players to watch during All-Star games because he literally just goes out there and just makes defenders look stupid. <laughs> even when they're not even trying to, or like, yeah. if you're trying to guard him, he'll make you look stupid. If you're not trying to guard him, <laughs> good luck. Yeah. Uh, too much jelly for you to handle. Honestly. Um, all right, so for mine, I'm going to go with... Giannis Antetokounmpo, I think he's going to try to show out, and he's going to really try to win it, and by doing that, he's going to uh, get himself an MVP, all-star MVP. Out of yeah. You know, I think when in terms of MVP, you never can eliminate Russell, Russell Westbrook, Westbrook because, and I remember watching a couple of years ago, it was the, the year Durant got traded, and they were on the same team, within five minutes, his bench is like, he's going for it. No, they're like, is he going for it? He, going? he hits a monster, monster dunk, and DeAndre Jordan's like, oh, he's going for it. Yeah. <laughs> There's something about the All-Star weekend just makes Russell Westbrook like, all right, I'm going to go. I'm going to drop 40 here yeah. tonight, and I'm going to learn. I'm going to remember how to shoot a three-point shot, and I'm just going to attack the hole because no one's going to stop me anyway. Hey, man, he, was... he comes he comes there, and I think Westbrook might try harder in the All-Star game than anybody else <laughs> right now. He was two for five last night on the three-point shots. That's good for him. 30%, baby. He's getting there. He's getting there. <laughs> it's better than 12. Uh, wait, wait, two for five is 40. No, that's 30. Matt's hard. 40. It's 40. Word. All right. Uh, so that is the All-Star Weekend summed up. Who we're feeling, who, uh, who we're not. Paul George could win the All-Star, too, if he just could do I don't know. There's there's, there's oh, so much, true. obviously, obviously you don't see... When, like, I don't think, like, Vujicic's not going to win the All-Star. I think that's pretty obvious. Um, I mean, unless he goes for, like, 25 points and 30 rebounds, which yeah. is completely possible. Like, yeah, yeah. But, like, <laughs> there, there's a couple people, like, I don't think Marcus Aldridge will win an All-Star. You know, like, there's a couple of you on the list, like, yeah, there you're doing it. But, yeah. well, I guess that brings us into our next topic we want to talk about. So, the trade deadline passed last week. Uh, a lot of crazy shit went down. A lot of people got traded. A lot of things got traded. Some people went to other teams. They're at those teams. And they're just like, oh, we don't really want you anymore. Or we never really did. We just 
needed you for the trade to happen. For salary matching. So, then Nick Stauskas back on the team after being traded three times in a way. The Cavs decided, never mind, we want you back. On second thought. Yeah. On second thought. Our team is garbage. Come join us. <laughs> thank God that thank God he went for that other trade because you're not allowed to sign a player that you that you traded away. Yeah. But uh, he'd been traded away again, so he was fine. Yeah. Uh, so it kind of brings us into our waived free market buyout people. So uh, the people who we kind of want to talk about mostly are the people who are still relevant, who are going to be. We think still in the NBA as the coming weeks come around. Um, and as Cantor just got uh, bought out by the Knicks and he signed with the Portland Trailblazers. I think he'll be a good fit there. Yeah. I mean, like, I, I think he'll be coming off the bench. He's but. not a shooter. It's So they've got Nurkic and then they've got the uh, second-year player Collins, Zach Collins from mm-hmm. Gonzaga. And now they have him. So that's three centers. Collins stretches a little of the floor a little more than both of them. I think... Cantor and Nurkic are very similar mm-hmm. style players. Nurkic may be a, a little better mid-range shooter, but... And a better passer, too. Yeah, no, it, it, it gives it, I guess, yeah, I guess really why you got him in there is to get rebounds and get Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum second chances. Yeah. Which is absolutely. really, that's all they can ask for because that's how the Blazers score points. Yes. <laughs> so... Fair. Uh, Jeremy Lin got bought out by Atlanta, and he got picked up by Toronto. I I think that's, of all the buyout market, that is my best fit. I think Jeremy Lin is perfect for Toronto. Um, I think they need another playmaker, someone who can facilitate play when uh, Kyle Lowry's out. He's just like they need. I think they need. They need. They need some more shooters because they 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 got rid of a bunch of them. Enough scoring options around him that he almost doesn't need to. And that was the problem in Atlanta; he didn't have a lot of scoring options around him. But and he can. He just has to do it at the rim. He can't shoot. Is what his problem. Which sucks because that should be what he's good at. Yeah. Uh, Wesley Matthews bought out also by the Knicks, picked up by the Pacers. So I'm happy for him. That's a good fit, but that's not. I don't think that's going to change the landscape of the NBA at all. No, no I you know <laughs> I, I think he could have come off the bench on a like a championship caliber team and made a difference. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Interesting to see him sign with the Pacers. I I would have assumed if he would have waited a little longer that. Someone That's else it. would have come knocking, and they, well, he would have had a much better chance. Well, of, so I, I, th- I think the reason he went to the Pacers is he'll get the most playing time there, and it's his contract here. So he wants to boost his stats and get more money because he's old, and so the next contract he signs might be his last. And so, he, and so he's so he's looking at it as, hey, this year's over. Like I want another big contract, and maybe on his next big contract he goes for a ring. Chase. He he goes for a ring, but. Oh. Um, you know, I mean, the Warriors will do their typical bench roulette. Yeah. Just wave out, next wave of guys in, and he could be part of that. Lock and load. Absolutely. He'd be, he'd be a perfect fit for the Warriors. How scared he was going to go there this year. We got the... Uh... They need him. The Warriors are bad. They really <laughs> need some shooters on that team. Uh, really. Markeith Morris signs OKC. Did he? He did. I, I love that fit. That's a, I love that fit. He's big. He's physical. He stretches the floor. That, that's what they. It'll need. be interesting. That's to what see. they need. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see. Um, I don't think Patrick Patterson has really played out for AKC like they thought he would when they traded uh, for him from the Raptors. Same position that 
stretch forward who can kind of shoot. It'll be a battle so, between the two. He could be a small ball five. It'll be a small, battle yeah, between small ball five. Yeah. Patterson and Morris because I think they play the same kind of game. Who's going to be better on defense and who's going to make their shots when they're open? Yeah, uh, like his brother, PG, his brother hits threes all the time for Boston. I, yeah. It seems like if see, I, I don't think I've watched a Celtics game where it's coming down close game last couple minutes. Get Marcus Morris is open for a three, and he drills it every time. If he's got that, if Marquise Morris has that in him, it's going to be a great fit. I, I think the two Morris brothers are two of the most underrated uh, role players in the NBA. I think both of them add a lot of value to whatever team they're on. I think uh, Marquise Morris especially got a bad rap for um, his locker room presence in, uh, at the Wizards. But honestly, I don't think you can hold him responsible for that because that was just a bad locker. Yeah, right? it's such a toxic environment. <laughs> so, like, yeah, I'm, he, he definitely didn't help the situation, but the Thunder is a much better locker room. And so uh, he also was uh, – I will say both the Morris brothers were bad fits in Phoenix, but that's a really hard place to be is – Phoenix, Phoenix is a loser. And everybody looks bad both in of them in that well, same Well, DeAndre Ayton too. looks bad in Phoenix, and he's really good. Yeah. Devin Booker is the shining star in Phoenix, and even he gets kind of doubted up because he, they lose all the time. So you really can't take Phoenix. Anybody from Phoenix, you got to take with a grain of salt. You know? Yeah. Um, so I, I kind of just disregard them. But – uh, on the other, so those are the people who haven't picked up. Wayne Ellington is in waivers uh, with the Pistons, mm-hmm. so he is still most likely going to go with the Pistons, which I think will be good for him. I think it gives them. Do you think it gives that gives the Pistons that little push they need to get into playoff contention? Because right now they are good. sitting. Right. Okay. Right now they're in the AC, but they're tied with the Miami Heat, and then Orlando's only a half game back of that. So. I think they're going to beat out Orlando. I don't think Orlando's going to. And then Charlotte's only one a half game ahead of them. So it's there's right now you got four teams vying for the last two spots. Everybody trying to make some changes, slight adjustments to uh, to give them that little push in the very end. So he shoots the ball really well from three. His uh, he's very efficient. I want to say he's in the forties, but um, I don't know. I think it. The Pistons are all. I, I just don't trust them. Not the trust them to, to make it past the first round if they do make it. Yeah, I so, mean, you know, they is. have these games where you know they're hitting shots, they're getting boards, and they're blowing teams out, and then they have these just duds of games where they go in and they can only score like ninety points against the Knicks. Yeah, what is and it's like? they don't have enough scores. I mean, no, I mean they they have Blake Griffin, Andre Drummond gets rebounds and layups. They don't have a lot of shooting on that team. Reggie Jackson. Nope. No. Nah. I don't have any wing players. Oh, Zaza Pachulia, though. Zaza Pachulia is one of the most. Look, he is a treasure, okay? God. He protects him at all costs. No. He's terrible. He's garbage. He's also, uh, he's also just a horribly dirty player. Yeah, that's yeah. Fair. I, I hate to stand up for that guy. So, yeah. Uh, all right. So, other people in the buyout market. Robin Lopez talking to the Bulls about getting bought out. Uh, he's got a, been also talking to the Warriors. Yep. If that Why happens. Not? I mean... That's to me. That's just a broken record. There, obviously, Boogie is your your big guy. Then you've got like, you know, Jordan Bell and I, uh, Kevon Looney. Looney. Kevon Looney. Like, you're not gonna play much. You want to ship? Sure, go there. But I mean, like, that's the one the one thing about the Warriors that has changed every year is they just get a new five. 
Because the five, because the only thing the five does on obviously with Boogie there, you have more offense. You have the most offensive five you've ever had there in this run. But they were there to get rebounds and kick it back out. That's what they've been there for. Yeah. yeah. So and, he can go there, but that's all he'd be doing. So that'll bring us. We have I have a, something I want to talk about later about the Warriors and how we might actually beat them. Um, that will come into play. Um, Pau Gasol also talking to the Spurs about getting bought out. Not really sure where he would go. You know, he's, he's getting not, he's up there. He's getting up 37, there. 38 year old. It's it's about time, man. Yeah, I think he's, he might want to um, hang it up. Yeah, the Spurs are just like the retirement home of the NBA. You know, <laughs> oldies but goodies. Yeah, right. You know, I mean, Chandler Parsons for the Grizzlies. They're talking buyouts. Is anyone gonna? He's got he's such a, a buy. I mean, that's a big contract that Memphis would have to eat because they paid him a lot to get injured. He's getting paid. Uh, Zach Randolph of the. I I don't think again I. Not sure if there's a place in the league for many Rockets. Yeah, no, he's. Yeah, I think he's a little bit too old for it to work out anymore. Uh, Frank Kaminsky, Charlotte Hornets. That's tough. That's tough. I thought he, he had some promise. You know, I, I think, I think, you know, I can say it's about his other partner from that that national championship contending Wisconsin Badger team. Him and Sam Decker came out. In the Big Ten tournament, in the NCAA tournament, and like wow, and everybody obviously they ended up losing to Duke, but it's like they, all of a sudden they were the biggest thing in college basketball, and they kind of both flamed out. Like where's Sam Decker at now? I don't know. He was with the Cavs. They traded him. Yeah, I actually have no idea. Where I don't know where he went. Oh, uh, he was part of the maybe the Pistons. Uh, I have no idea. No, he was part of the deal with Kyle Korver, wasn't it? Where's he at? He's at the Wizards right now. The Wizards. Yeah. Well, the Cavs have never made a deal with the Wizards, so I think he's... it was a three-way okay. trade or something like that. But so those two players both came out of Wisconsin, both haven't lived up to the hype because everyone's like, "Oh, Frank Kaminsky, look at this fought this look at look at this seven-footer in college who can shoot the three. Uh, a little side note: one of my favorite Frank Kaminsky stories is um, during that. Uh, NCAA run after they beat Kentucky in the post-game interviews um, uh, both he and I forget which Kentucky player, one of the big name Kentucky players um, uh, were both mic'd up and didn't know they were mic'd up and in the interview um, someone said something about Frank Kaminsky and this uh, Kentucky player goes, fuck that N-word <laughs> yeah, he, he didn't say N-word but you know, I'm white uh, <laughs> and um, everyone, and then like 20 minutes later, Frank Kaminsky's, uh doesn't know he's mic'd up, and some uh, girl asks him a question. He goes, God, she's beautiful. God, she's beautiful. <laughs> and just like the comparison of those two things. Uh, Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the funniest thing is that the woman like laughed and blushed, and he went, Did you hear that? Oh my, I did not mean for you. <laughs> he was so apologetic for calling a woman beautiful. It was, it was just such a nice little fun, wholesome moment. Oh, goodness. Let's go to Wisconsin, people. <laughs> Jesus. All right, well, of those people, I don't know who's going to get, who's actually going to land somewhere. I think Robin Lopez has the best chance. I oh, Robin Lopez, the Warriors, sounds good. Chandler, Powell, I think it might be time to hang it up. Frank Minsky, good luck to you. Did Powell get bought? 
No, not yet. Okay. But they're, they're in talks. Also, J.R. Smith would like to be bought out, <laughs> but the Cavs are like, uh, no fucking way. We're not just going to pay this money to go pay, get picked up by somebody else. Do you, do you, do you think J.R. Smith should uh, have a second career as a plumber and call his plumbing catch this pipe? I mean, that's really the only other option he yeah. has. I thought you were an He needs to go back to trade school, open up a pl- uh, plumbing company, and call it Catch This Pipe. I don't know. If, if they finally bought J.R. Smith out, I think we'd. I think he'd be a free agent for all of, like, three hours. You would, and, oh and then he'd go, the Rock, the Rock he'd go to the Rockets. He'd go to the Rockets. You'd get picked up by literally anybody who wants to want you. At this point, I think the reason why we haven't been bought out is because we tried to deal him to the Rockets, and the Rockets said no. And so we're just sitting there saying, like, we're not just going to give him to you then. Yeah, like, no buy, fucking way. Pay, pay the price or don't get him. Yeah, I, we, we 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 we've got the cap and are trying to lose. We can eat this bad contract. <laughs> yeah, I mean, either he goes somewhere and helps the team, makes it makes a difference off the bench, or he just doesn't do anything, or he loses game one for you of the NBA Finals. But by the way, guys, nice. I'm not salty. <laughs> so that, that's pretty much the buyout market right there. Um, so something that we didn't really go over about. The buyout market and what it is, and it is pretty much so. When a team and a player come to a point where they're like, "All right, short term and long term future, we don't really work out together. Let's try to, you know, get out of here." Uh, there's a veteran player who joins a lottery team in a trade, um, and there's a veteran player who's in a place that he doesn't meet the expectations. All these reasons are for a potential buyout, you know? Um, so they, they have a contract. Every player has a contract. They will try to work with their team to come to an agreement, not to pay them. I guess they could, but usually they're like, Hey, I have, I make 20 million a year as my contract, but I don't want to be on this team. I want to go to another team. Buy me out. All right, that team will then work with them to say, "All right, we'll pay you fifteen million, and then you can leave. We'll let you go." And they'll be like, "All right, that's a buyout agreement, so that works." Um, now, it's not always the player's choice; it's not always the what they want, but it is always something that is available. You know, they can always buy them out. Um, unless you're John Wall and your contract is just literally, too, literally too big to buy. Uh, Players are always allowed to say no to a buyout, right? They can. They, they can. Oh, sorry, they can, teams are always allowed to say no, no to a buyout. I thought players are allowed to say no too, basically saying like, no, we signed oh, well, a contract, you owe me this money. Yeah, yeah. I guess that it's a two-way street. Yeah. Um, if Jr. Smith's making eighteen mil and they're like, Cavs like, all right, we'll pay you ten mil in a buyout. He says no. Yeah. Then he's still on the Cavs. Um, if he is, if they say, hey, we're going to buy your contract out. He says, hey, I want to buy out. They don't necessarily have to agree. Yeah. Um, if they do come to agreement, though, they will go to uh, waivers. So oh, when a team and a player want to split, they agree, and they'll be waived. The player's agent and the team negotiate a portion of the player's contract that will need to be forfeited to set him free. Uh, sometimes a player is given anything up. Sometimes the player has to give everything up to leave. Other times it's just a portion of the salary. It's case-by-case basis. Uh, when the player is waived, they become an unrestricted free agent, eligible to sign any team interested. Uh, so you do have to clear waivers first. Is a 48-hour period where teams are allowed to bid on a player's contract. 
If they win the bid, the player no longer enters unrestricted free agency. Instead, they sign with the team that placed the winning bid. Uh, the team making the bid has to be able to fit the player's existing contract into its payroll or an unused salary cap exception. Uh, notably, in 2000, when the Bulls acquired Bruce Bowen uh, as part of this Tony Kukic trade, uh, Bowen never cleared the waivers. Instead, both the Knicks and the Heat put in a waiver claim for him. Um, and the person with the worst team of the two teams that puts in a bid will get it. So it's like, it's like waivers on, in fantasy. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So the Heat were a half game worse than the Knicks at that point. Coincidentally, because the entire time, that was the only time they were, were had a worse uh, record than the Knicks. So Miami was able to get it, get the so Bruce Bowen. They basically just tanked to get it? I, they pretty much just tanked to get a buyout contract. Awesome. <laughs> oh, man. So once... Let's say that 48 hours go by and they clear waivers. Um, the remaining salary is uh, either reduced or totally wiped clean from the old team, depending on what t- uh, what they've agreed upon. Uh, now this is where it gets kind of interesting. So the player becomes a free agent, free to join any team interested in signing him. Uh, a team has the ability to sign a player with its own cap space or whatever exceptions they have available for um, like if you the Celtics or the Lakers have a, like an open roster spot, uh, then they can put them in there. But most play, playoff teams have a flooded payroll, so most they can offer is veteran minimum, which at this point is like two point three million, uh, depending on the player's experience. So going further, the hold on, leave a game here. We have a two point game. Uh, with 10 seconds left in the celebrity game. And this was a 20-point game. I know. Round that's, that's three a tech. The- that is a tech right there. Please give that man a tech. Round three in the corner for no, the win. The, uh, woman's the one who had the ball. The man committed an attack on her. Because oh. she had the ball out of bounds and he slapped it out of her hands. A time, I think a timeout was called prior. Okay. Uh. <laughs> Come on, Dr. Oz. This is your time to shine. Do it for Julie. Julie Hyde is your biggest fan. Oh, that's a big four-point shot right oh, yeah. there. Quiet oh. The only, like, real celebrity. Oh, <laughs> Hassan Minhaj got that? a nice little steal there. Hassan Minhaj, he's a, he's a Netflix show. He's a comedian. Okay. And then he slaps the floor. <laughs> wow. Twice. Twice. <laughs> he's about to go play for Michigan State. There is a period when the buyout market ends. Just want to tap that. Uh, buyout market effectively ends on March 1st because that is the last eight teams. Uh, any bought-out player can find a new club uh, to be eligible to compete in the playoffs. Buyout market free agents differ from regular free agents who never sign with the team during or ahead of the regular season. So, so if you are on the edge of making the playoffs, you could sign a free agent to give you that last little boost to make the playoffs, but he just couldn't play for you in the playoffs, right? Yeah. Something I thought of. That's something little, that's I don't know if that's ever happened. Uh, I can't think of a time. Um, all right, 10 seconds left. Here we go. Oh, Why is Dr. Oz not in the game? <laughs> Defensive liability. Smith Sr. That's that Steve Smith, football player. Ah, nice. Let's see if you can make two good, good, good clutch free throws. Although, you, you know, a four-point four game. Play. You can get a four-point four I'll get the ball to Ray Allen then. Oh, I like it. At the bottom, they have four-point baskets made. They each have made five. Yep. Ray Allen made 
Four of the five. Oh, okay. Ray Allen's made four of the five for the away oh, team. the away team, sorry. All right. Steve Smith. Oh, God. No, yeah. that's not. That's a different guy. First free throw. No. Money. Oh. Swished Ooh. it. Is there a way of any timeouts left? Oh, I forgot. Marcin Gortat is also a, uh, available for buyout. Hmm. Yeah. But I, 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 Carmelo Anthony? Yeah, Carmelo Anthony. Yeah, he's yeah, going. To, he's filling that last Lakers spot. We all know it. <laughs> Honestly, if he does that, that's just LeBron helping out. Oh, he missed it! Oh, and he didn't box out. Oh, is that jump ball? Give it the jump, jump ball. Give it the jump. Jump ball. Yeah, that's a jump ball. And they actually jump it too. Sir, <laughs> sir. Three point game. Jump ball. Five point five seconds left. Do it. Yeah, that's something I totally took for granted. I was like, oh, they'll get the rebound on the free throw, because that's what happens in the NBA. But this is far from an NBA game. <laughs> a little bit different, man. <laughs> All right. Sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Keep going. No, you're good. All right. I think. That was pretty much all I had on the bottom. You've done a pretty good summary. So... Really didn't bore you guys too much out there, but for those of you who didn't know or all the details that were in a buyout, those are all the different things that can happen. So we don't have too much longer on the buyout market, only a couple weeks, um, but just keep uh, keep your eyes peeled for that kind of stuff. Uh, free agents. Free agents. There's a lot of them. There's like 266 notable ones on this website I was looking at. I narrowed it down to like 100. Please don't worry, it's 100 names. Oh, you don't want to? All right, just 90 names. We already read enough stats in the player comparison. Some of the notable people who are up, who are free agents, Alex Abrinas of OKC, Tony Allen, CJ Anderson, Carmelo Anthony. He always got the ball. They're dribbling it up. Oh, he got foul. That's a smart foul. Mike Beasley. Are they in the bonus? Michael Carter-Williams. Nick Collison. Uh, you sure about Nick Collison? I thought they were about to retire his jersey in Oklahoma City. I thought he was done, done. I mean, he might have retired, but he's, he's not. He's still not on the active <laughs> rosters, but yeah. he's still technically eligible. Yeah. Uh, Ch- Charles Cook, yo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Brandon Jennings, he's still out there. Markeith Morris just got signed. Zach Randolph, we talked about. Uh, Maurice Spates. Maurice Spates. Yeah. And Milos Theodosic. Uh, yeah. He could help a team a lot. He's a good playmaker, fantastic passer. He can't shoot worth anything, but he's a, he was averaging nine point five points, two point eight rebounds, four point six assists, uh, with the amount of time that he was given. So not a lot, but yeah. enough. Um, David West, Brandon Wright, Nick Young, and Tyler Zeller are some of the other big ones. Um, but all these guys are available to sign with teams. They're all free agents, unrestricted, so they can go wherever. So they Brandon want. Knight's available? Mm, no, no, Brandon Knight's still on the Cavs. Yeah, is he? Yes, sir. Oh, oh, that's game. I, the home team wins thanks to Doctor Oz. <laughs> Doctor Oz doesn't win the MVP. God damn it. <laughs> Sam, you got to get over this, Doctor Oz. Uh, I will never. He's made me healthier. You can't keep telling yourself that. <laughs> Think about where I'd be without him. Well, this kind of brings... I wanted to talk about the Warriors. So, they had a game against the Portland Trailblazers. It was last night? Uh, night before? Two nights ago? Two nights yeah. ago. Yeah. Anyway, the Warriors lost 
to the Portland Trailblazers. The significance of this is Portland kind of really beat them out, beat them handedly, you know. Uh, I think they kind of figured out a way to beat them. There's three things that they did really well. They beat them in the fourth, too. They were were down going into the fourth. It was was very close going into the fourth. I think Portland was up maybe just slightly. But anyway, the way that you beat the Warriors is you get physical with them. You you make Boogie Cousins get into foul trouble, so they have to go without him. Uh, And then you put in what's called the Draymond Sag. And we saw this on B-Ball Breakdown on YouTube, and they, they've got a really good uh, breakdown of NBA games and the way things go. But what what it, Portland was doing was whoever was guarding Draymond Green, in this case it was eight feet, Zach Collins, Zach Collins would give him all the time in the world to shoot a three. Even if when he was just inside uh, for a two-pointer, he would still give him three or four feet between him. So he would sag into the middle, guarding Draymond technically. So I don't think he got hit with defensive three seconds. No. Um, so he was able to, you know, effectively help out, help defense. So whenever anyone passes Draymond, they're like, all right, fine, have him take the shots. He's not as good of a shooter. That's really the and way he's never can... looking to shoot in the first place either. Plus, exactly. Draymond, Draymond, Draymond Green sets a ton of screens in that uh, there, um, and too many teams respect him on the pick and pop. And Portland just said, "Nope, that's fine." And so, Collins pretty much would just every, stand on the other side of the screen so and, they didn't come and, off. And every pull. every time there's a screen, it was a lot to Clay Thompson. He would immediately body up Clay Thompson coming off the screen. Um, it was like I think Draymond. As much as I've defended Draymond here a lot, saying that he's one of the best players of the Warriors because he used to be a real offensive threat, but in the last year, he just let his offense go to shit. You're going you're gonna to make me bring my worth mentioning out again. Draymond Green, currently, the season ended today, he has less points than he does rebounds and steals. He's wow. averaging 7 points, 7.6 rebounds, 7.3 assists. Uh, assists, not steals. Assists. Okay. You, said, you said steals. I was like, there's no way he's averaging over seven steals. Oh, I'm sorry. No way. That's still absurd. Uh, yeah. No. Um, he's, he's Because he's just so focused on becoming that top-tier defensive player, which is what he should be, um, he needs to be at least – he needs to be on – he needs to be offensively neutral. He needs to be a player that, like, when he's part of the offense – like contributes just as much. Uh, who won the MVP? Who's that? I don't know. No clue. Not Doctor Oz. Sorry, man. I know. I'm. I'm gonna launch a formal protest. They'll be getting sternly worded email. Uh, I used to. I I've been quoted as saying that he does all the little things to that team. And he's one of the most important players, and I think he was famous. Los twenty two points, ten for sixteen, two rebounds, three assists. Yeah, that's a good stat line. Good job, famous. Yeah, I don't know who that is. Famous. Me neither. But um, yeah, I really—he's let his offense go to shit, and it's really showing. That's the only. Really so showing. here's the thing: if Draymond Green can bolster his offense so he's respectable, mm-hmm. the the Warriors work. That's that is the weakness of the Warriors: is having a center who can't score. Cool. Yeah, and now they have a center who can score, but they have a forward who can't score now. Well, Boogie Cousins, I don't think he was in. Yeah, I didn't see him in. Boogie didn't play. No, no, Boogie didn't play. He didn't play. He was a DNP. 
did not play. So that's why I think the ways that you beat the Warriors are you get Boogie in foul trouble by playing the foul game. Drive on him all day long until he gets three fouls, four fouls, whatever you got to get him out. And then he gets frustrated and he might... Oh, he gets so many ticky tacky frustrated yeah. fouls. And and but then if he gets frustrated, that he might tech himself and then what's your cause? The, the Warriors basically just imploded last night yeah. or two yeah. nights ago. And they, they they were up one. I looked up. They were up one going into the fourth quarter and then scored twelve points in the fourth quarter. Twelve. Yeah. Uh, Curry and Durant got held scoreless. It was crazy. Um. So that's, I think, the way that you beat the Warriors. Can you do that for seven games? The, que- yeah, the, the question is, you do that game one. Let's see that game one, it works. You eek by in game two. Game three, the Warriors have figured it out. How do you readjust to them? You just got to be a better basketball team then. Uh, you, you really just have to score more, play good defense, and hope that they miss the ball because they have almost an unbeatable offense with the amount of threats they have. You have to have a good night, and they have to have have a bad night. Four out of seven games. Well, plus, um, Draymond, the last team that beat the Warriors this way was the Lakers did it on Christmas Day, and then Draymond came out, and he started making threes in the next game. So if he, like, sets out and says, all right, I'm going to be a shooter in the next game, he can dial his shot in. He just doesn't. Because that's not his role. Right. And so you can make, like he said, you can maybe get game one, but then Draymond says, oh, okay, I'll be a shooter. And he starts shooting. So you figured out maybe one, this is one form to beat the Warriors, is yeah. you have to do it this way. But getting, then, one, but getting one game in a seven game series, that's big. It's not ignorable. Yeah. And hell, maybe two. Maybe, maybe you can do that on game one and game four, right? Do you think Draymond's going to do nothing but dial his shot in? For the remaining six games of the series? Mm, I want to say no. Right? But I don't know. Uh, Steve Kerr is a crafty son bitch. I'll tell you that. Yeah. He figured they, it out. The third quarter Warriors last year were just... Un- just but yeah. They, un- it, was, it was unfair how, how good they yeah. were. Kerr was able to find find out how to manipulate the defense or light a fire. All of a sudden, they just got better at shooting. If they had an off night, all of a sudden, third quarter hits, new game. Yeah. And okay. all of a sudden... Curry goes 0 for 12 in the first half. All of a sudden, he opens up the fifth, the third quarter 5 for 6 or something like that. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting one. Um, other news that happened today, uh, Del Demps, the GM, general manager for the Pe- New Orleans Pelicans, was fired today. He uh, did not la- – he lasted the trade deadline, but they had to let him go. The, 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 second, the second Anthony Davis requested that trade, the writing was on the wall. Unless he pulled out some sort of blockbuster trade that brought in another all-star. Because uh, well, right, I'll let you finish, but... So here's the, here's the thing. is Del Demps has been the GM the entire time Anthony Davis has been there, right? Yeah. So Del Demps has effectively wasted the best talent to ever be in New Orleans. Sorry, Chris Paul, but it's Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis is the best talent has ever been in New Orleans, and they wasted him. He made one playoff appearance, but they got swept in the first round. Yeah, they, they, that was about it. Yeah, the reason I don't think it's necessarily on that's the reason why no, they he's swept the fired. Blazers. Yeah, they swept the Blazers. Oh, they, oh sorry, they, they swept lost, the Blazers. They swept the Blazers and lost in the second round. You're right. Yeah. Um, the reason I think that he got released was because he didn't make the trade when he had the opportunity to take all of the Lakers, almost all of them. 
Yeah. Whether it was a, a true deal or not, everyone else thought it was. Yeah. So what you, the you, what the you, hell? You were gonna get all five of the young core plus. Do two you think that plus. shows that the rest of management and the Pelicans believe that they are not gonna get as good as a deal as good of a deal this summer as they got now? I think a lot. Of it, ultimately, whose decision is it to make the the okay on a the trade? GM. The, the GM. GMs. So from what sources say. Everyone else in, the, in that front office is like, hey, man, we're getting some really good deals here. Let's take one of them. Yeah. He wasn't about it. Yeah, I, obviously. I, I think what he should have done is an hour before the trade deadline, went back to the Lakers and taken their best offer and added one more first-rounder to it and said, hey, this offer, give me one more first-rounder and you got a deal. And I think Magic would have done it. And I think that would have been really dumb. But I think Magic would have done it. I think Magic... I think Magic potentially would have. I don't even think they talked to them, you know? Yeah, I, they, they didn't talk for the last 48 hours of the trade deadline. And, like, I think he should have gone to him and said, hey, I want all five of the young core, plus whatever vets you're trying to unload, plus three first-round picks. And that's that's a big fucking deal. That is one of the biggest deals in history. For yeah. I mean, theoretically, though, with Julius Randle already on the Pelicans – what the Pelicans did was take last year's Lakers and moved it to last year's Lakers plus the Lakers uh, three first round picks and also moved it to New Orleans. You pretty much re- they, they only, they only, made the Lakers in New Orleans. They only took they only took what was valuable out of the Lakers. The Lakers also had a lot of crap last year, and they're they're leaving that in LA. They also don't have a lot of crap that they had last year. Oh. They've got new crap now. Oh, also uh, another thing that we forgot to mention is part of that deal was the Lakers were going to take Solomon Hill too. Yeah, oh, it was. They were, they were going to get rid of that crap $16 million contract. Oh. 14 16 something like that. Yeah, it's something like. not good. <laughs> um, so I think another – I don't know if this had any effect on it at all, but something that happened last night, the Anthony Davis, he played against OKC Thunder, um, but then hit his 25-minute mark. They pulled him, as they do, because uh, they want to trade him this summer. I thought he, no, he got hurt that game. That's that's when he got the shoulder contusion. Except, so, the the shoulder. alleged shoulder contusion. Right. But in the fourth quarter, halfway through the fourth quarter, he just—it seen him walking out of the out of the building. Yeah, on his own accord, nothing medically related. But he's just leaving the game, leaving that, the building. That, that, that's a bad look. That's a really bad look. <laughs> yeah, I, I think the if, front if, office is pretty livid about that. If I were Dell Demps, I as soon as I heard, or like if anyone, if anyone in the organization heard, like, oh, he's thinking about walking out, I would, I would have put a security team on him and said, nope. Uh-uh. You're st- you, you, there's eight minutes left in the game. You're staying for eight minutes game time. The second the game's over, you can walk out, but you are not. You will are not leaving this building while the clock's still running. Just did not look good. But <laughs> I, I, I get it. We all get it. Like he's not gonna be on that team probably next year. Doesn't really give a shit. I hope that. Sorry, Nathan. It's really gonna affect your your fantasy game, but he's just not gonna be. I was so mad when as we got impressive. KD because you had the pick before me, and I wanted him. And thank God. <laughs> Who'd you pick? You pick. I took KD. You took KD. Yeah. But <laughs> uh, bet you wish you had KD about now, huh? <laughs> mm-hmm. So we're, we're still in the playoff spot right now, but it ain't looking pretty. Yeah. In in all of those Anthony Davis trade talks. Um, we all were wondering what the what the Lakers were doing. We were all kind of like, "What is this? What is going on? Why are they wagering the whole the whole ship for this guy?" Um, and then after the trade deadline passes, Magic Johnson comes out. Aggies asked about it, about his feelings towards it, and he says, uh, "Going into talks, we knew how it would turn out." That to me, 
My, that, is he that, covering his ass? I was gonna say that's yes. a, that sounds like something yes. you say when yes. you lose. It's yeah. like, well, of course, I never had a chance to win. Yeah, that that's magic. Just trying to make it look like he and, didn't get played. Uh, and also, that's the right thing to do. It's not ignore like absolutely like you you never admit defeat. No. You're the leader of a franchise. I would agree, but he and then another. We're just quoting Magic Johnson here for fun. Uh, when asked about Kemba Walker, he says, "I'm not saying anything because I'm just going to get fined. Nobody else in the league, just me." Uh, so uh, a. You want to bet he still gets fined? That's not true. What's not true? Multiple other people have been fined for tampering. Yeah, this person. is what he says. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I, I know. I know that I'm. I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to Magic. Yeah. Magic. So Magic, I know you're listening. Um, that's not true. Multiple other people have been fined for tampering. B, um, plenty of other teams, such as Houston, has been a lot smarter. Um, the Chris Paul trade had tampering written all over it, but they towed the line. Uh, Mike D'Antoni did not sign to talk to Chris Paul once until he was signed. He just was in Harden's ear and had Harden talk. And you have the best player advocate in the league. You have LeBron James in your team. Don't ever talk to a player. <laughs> just tell LeBron what yeah. needs to be told. I also think when that Chris Paul deal was done, tampering wasn't such a big deal as it is right now. Like we've seen tampering, we've seen resting players just explode over the past season or two. I think resting players they they created a rule about resting players in the past couple of years yeah. because it was starting to yeah, get so more. And more. I, I was listening to another NBA podcast, and the guy said, "So what is stopping the Pelicans from having Anthony Davis out there?" Tipping the ball off, immediately fouling, subbing him out of the game. And he's done. He uh, played. No, although, although no, the, the, the league uh, has enforced that he is to play a minimum of 25 minutes a game. I believe that. So you don't see that so in any other. There, okay, so there was some the fake world. news that yeah. went out saying if they rested him the rest of the year, then he would be, they would be fined $100,000 a game. That is fake news. That is not, really? not true. Really? So them playing him at all is almost a courtesy to us. Interesting. Then why are they always pulling him out right at the 25 minute mark? Maybe they're giving him just a certain amount of time, but there is no. The NBA came out and said, hey, no, we didn't say that at all. We said we, would, we did not say we would charge him $100,000 a game. For him You're right, because it's $500,000. <laughs> I think they, they. I'm not going to say they have the right to. But I mean, like, no, I, I, he's, he's your employee. If that's and not there, I there's no. For me, like the NBA still has their hands on this. Like, so, there's no way they haven't done nothing. So the they've uh, done something to affect whether or not the Pelicans play Anthony Davis or not. They've so, done something. They've put pressure on. The very least, they put pressure. So the, on the here's the thing: is because it's an entertainment industry, and because fans get so attached, we feel like we have a right to see Anthony Davis play. But Anthony Davis is an employee, and the New Orleans Pelicans are an employer. And it's completely in the rights of every single uh, employer in the United States of America to say, "Hey, like he's under contract; they have to pay him." But like, I think. I firmly believe it's right to say, "Hey, we'll pay you. Uh, we'll finish out the contract, and you have to play. Uh, you have to play when able because that's part of your contract. But we don't have to play you. We're the employer here. Like, if my work, or if my job were to say, "Hey, we'll continue to pay your salary, but um, don't come in anymore," I wouldn't be happy about it. But it's something complete. And I'm not under contract. I'm not under uh, contract with the end date. So they also are completely the rights to say, "Hey, see ya. Like, go home. You're not getting paid." Or so that's that's not necessarily a good example. But 
Or how about this? We have contractors at my job, right? We have plenty of people we hire as contractors. Yeah. And on multiple occasions, we've bought contractors out where we've just paid them what we owe them and told them to stop coming in. And that's completely in their rights. Totally. That's, I mean, it's, it's the way that the world works. And as much as I want to see Anthony Davis throw down some dunks, it'd be freaking awesome. I got to respect their decision to, to want to make sure he doesn't get injured or yeah. to, to trade him. To keep straight out yeah, Then you're not going to get shit for him if he's injured. Yeah. That's really it. You know? Yeah. But, man. So, that, that's the way it be sometimes. People don't think it is how it be. People don't think it'd be like it is. But it do. But it do. But it do. Uh, all right. That brings us into our worth mentioning. Ah. Uh, Anybody got some good ones? I got a couple good ones. Yeah, all right. What you got? Uh, LeBron came forward and says he will for sure be an NBA owner at some point in his life. Uh, he said um, it's something that he's absolutely going to do. He wants to be the boss, wants to make all the own decisions. Buy out. MJ, take his team from him. Honestly. I don't know. So, <laughs> you can also see LeBron like buying the cat. Jordan bought where yeah, he's from. Cool. LeBron uh, buys the I team get, where he's and from. And also, I love the Cavs, but they're probably not that expensive of a team. No, I wouldn't say they're as cheap as like the Pelicans or the Grizzlies, but you know. Uh, also, uh, think about how much money LeBron actually has, and he's got himself set up. He's going to have all those revenue streams. Years to come. Yeah, the only thing he's going to lose is his NBA contract. He's still going to have the, all the shoe deals. He's still going to have the movie deals. He's. I can see him. I don't think he'll ever get into announcing, but I can see him getting into, um, before he buys a team, he can get into consulting or even coaching. Like I think LeBron is set up that he will be making multi-million dollars from the NBA for the rest of his life. Yeah, most likely. Yeah. Yeah. It's really in his court. The ball, proverbially, is in his court on what he wants to do. Because the world is his oyster. It's... He just has so much range. I, I, I hope he becomes an owner, but a little part of me is hesitant because um, I think MJ's ownership is something that you could make a case decreases from his legacy because MJ, the Hornets are fine, but you're not a great owner. Like, yeah. you really aren't. I, I really wonder how much he plays into it, you know? Yeah. Like how much effect does he have on the rest of his, yeah. uh, of the team? He, and for all I know, he's completely hands-off. For all I know, for all I know, he literally looks at his team as just a revenue stream. He's, yeah, he just throws money at it when yeah. it needs money thrown throws at money it. Throws money at it, it when money and take, gets money back when it's willing to give. <laughs> um, I, I have a hard time believing he's hands-off, but what do I know? That's fair. Um, My worth mentioning, uh, what do you know, Russell Westbrook, he uh, has just broken and now set the record for the most consecutive, he continues to, to set the record for most consecutive triple-doubles in NBA history. That, that, that is pretty impressive. I'm surprised that this is the season he did it. I can't believe he didn't do that during his MVP season. It was interesting. when he. I remember uh, on his MVP season, he had... Reached, he tied it. He tied it with Wilt yeah. at eight, and then he didn't get it for nine, and then he never made it back to eight. And I and I also um, I feel like Russ because he was so uh, because he was concerned about uh, getting the triple double averages for right or for wrong because that I, I remember there were a lot of games where he was like, oh hey, my rebounding averages are low, so I'm not gonna worry about assists. I'm gonna get rebounds, and then hey, my assist averages are low. So so he had a lot of games where he was like twenty eight points, seven rebounds. 19 assists, right? And then he had a lot of games where he was like 24 points, 4 assists, 18 rebounds. You know what I mean? Yeah, he always got higher than 4 on his, uh, his assist. He always yeah. tried to get you know higher assists. But, um, but. okay, I'm going to give you guys two players, and you're going to tell me which one you would draft your team, right? Yeah. Player A, 17.2 points, 23 rebounds, 3.4 assists. Whoa. 
How many rebounds? 17.2 points, 23 rebounds, 3.4 assists, um, 47.6 true shooting percentages with uh, .201 win shares per 48 games. All right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I saw this. Player two, 20, uh, 23.8 points, 22.9 rebounds, 3 of 6, 64.6% uh, true shooting uh, percentage, and .214 win shares per 48 games. Take player A or player B. I'll say Kobe Bryant. Nope, not Kobe Bryant. Not Kobe? Not Kobe. So an averaging 20-something rebounds? So one, one of them's averaging 23, one of them's averaging 22.9. You think it's um, Kobe? The, no. The, it's the player A is averaging 17.2 points. Player B is averaging 23.8 points. One, uh, they're both averaging 3.4 3 and 3 assists. Call that a wash. Um, player B is averaging 0. .646 uh, true shooting. The player A is 0. .476 true shooting. And player B is averaging 0. .214 win shares per uh, 48. And... Uh, Player A is averaging 0. .201 win shares for 48 Player B? Yeah. Player B? Player A is Bill Russell's first six seasons. Player B is Rudy Gobert's first six seasons if points, rebounds, and assists are adjusted to the number of minutes he played and the pace at which Bill Russell's team played. So it, it, basically saying if he were to play this many minutes at this many possessions per minute, these the, this is the stat line he would have put up. So Rudy Gobert would be a... And he's not an all-star. Yeah, no, Rudy Gobert not being an all-star is a big snub. Uh, Carlton Towns can blow one. LaMarcus Aldridge as well. Uh, I, I'm almost sort of I, – I, I started saying I think Carl Anthony Towns – I think he's better than both of them. I started saying Carl Anthony Towns is a weak one, and the more the more and more I look into it, I actually think Carl Anthony Towns deserves to be there this much more than uh, LaMarcus Aldridge. Okay, okay, that's fair. Uh, uh, like another – Lakers are no longer favored to make the playoffs in Vegas for betting. Wow, yeah. For the first time wow. since LeBron didn't make the playoffs in his second season. First season. He's made the playoffs every season since his rookie season. Since his rookie season? Or no, no, sorry. He's been above 500 at the All-Star break every season since his rookie season. I don't know. He, he's, been, he's, been in play, he's been in the playoff picture. Like, his team yeah. has been in one of those eight spots. Around. But yeah, but for, for first time in 13 seasons, LeBron is, LeBron's team is not favored to make the playoffs this year. That's interesting. We'll see what they do with it. Uh, Russell Westbrook just passed Gary Payton as the all-time leading points leader, or points leader for the Sonic Thunder franchise. I saw they need like six and then dropped forty-four. Yeah, forty-four <laughs> points, bro. He, 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 credit where credit's due. He had a lights out game this week. Just, just, was, just, just, was, just was, making that sure that's probably he one of the best games of his career. He did pretty well. Yeah. Which sucks because they still lost. Yeah. To the fucking Pelicans. Yeah. In which Anthony Davis played eight minutes, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Randall went off. Though. Julius right. Randall, Randall went off. Drew Holiday. Oh, 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 Holiday to do an home court at each game. So, what right. mentioning there? Um, all right. Uh, in the NBA power rankings of top 50 players, the entire Bucks starting five is in the top 50. You got Bledsoe at number 17, Brogdon at 32, Middleton at 48, Compo at 1, and Lopez at 43. Their entire starting five is in the top fifty players. Wow, they're such a solid team. And when Miritich gets it, with when Miritich comes oh, in, they're going to be oh even better. It's and the Bucks they Bucks don't have to beat the Warriors. Bucks can do it, man. I'm, I'm, so I'm pulling for them. Last season, the last team to beat the Warriors at home last season were the Bucks. And so I got a buddy who lives out in Oakland, lives out in the Bay Area. 
from Wisconsin, so he's a big Bucks fan, and he's like, everyone preseason was saying how, oh, we think the Warriors, the Boogie, are going to go undefeated at home this season. First home game of the season, Bucks kicked the shit out of them. So the, the Bucks right the Bucks the past two seasons have not lost at the Oracle. So I don't know the, the Bucks Bucks shown they can play. I think it's because they're everyone on that team is long and lanky, and what they do is Giannis drives. If it's not there, you kick, and everyone can shoot. Both of their fives can shoot because I assume Miritich will come in and play a small ball five. If they do get to the finals, he'll be like matched when when Draymond's their five. Miritich will be matched up. And they'll who'll be the five for the Bucks to counter that. So it's Bucks Warriors would be a really fun matchup. Yeah. But I, I say I'm looking forward to that Eastern Conference semifinals: Boston, Philly, Toronto, Toronto, and Bucks. That's gonna be so entertaining. I, I, I think it's I think if Philly or uh, Milwaukee comes out of the East, it's gonna be a fantastic final. I don't like the matchup of uh, Toronto versus the Warriors, or I don't like the matchup. Issue is Bucks of, have to uh, get past. Uh, not Bucks. Sixers gotta beat the damn Celtics. Yeah, they just Sixers, have to beat anybody in the top the three. Six, the Sixers are one and seven against the other top three East teams. I think the Bucks have the best record. I think the Bucks yeah. lost. They lost one against. No, actually, the Celtics do. The Celtics. The have Celtics the best? are six and two against the other. Uh, other top three teams. Because I know the Bucks have lost one against the Raptors. They've won the other two. Um, I don't won. have as much faith in the Celtics. I the, think they can put up a good front, but I don't think they can do it in seven. Yeah, and also um, regular season, man. Like, yeah, regular we, season. We're talking about regular season. It's a whole di- playoff basketball is a whole different thing. Wow. And also the Phillies, uh, the Sixers being like a scary top tier team is one top matchup old. They lost, like, if, if we really talk about Philly as it is now, they are 0-1, right? Mm-hmm. To a Kyrie-less Celtics, so. Kyrie, Which Kyrie, was there, Kyrie was there against he, the, no. He no, he didn't play. Did no. not play. Um, play. But here's the thing. Kyrie-less Celtics doesn't sound as, it's not as mind-boggling to me anymore. Cause cause because of how good they were last year. Last year, last year yeah. they know how to play without him, you know, yeah. which is why he might leave. Yeah. To be honest. Yeah. They'd be all right with trading him. They, they, he's just an asset to them. If they could trade him and then just pay Rozier. If not, Rozier's gone. Someone's yeah. going to pay him. I'll uh, take the money. I'm gonna, I, Sam, I think you're right. Kyrie Irving and Terry Rozier will not be on the same team next year. Yep. I, I, Psych, they're both both going to the Knicks. Honestly, <laughs> <laughs> twist. I think that's more likely than them both being on the uh, both being on the Celtics. Oh, I totally agree. There's yeah. there's no way because if they if they pay Kyrie, then they're not going to pay Rozier. Yeah, but no Marcus Smart's a good. will be there good enough. Yeah, or they'll and Marcus Smart also have or they'll pick here. up they'll pick up someone off the waivers. I, either way, yeah. Um, I don't think we came up with a player comparison that. We did not. Um, so stay tuned. I know this is your favorite part of the segment, listeners. So we might do two next week. We might not. I don't know. Uh, this has been a fun podcast. Thank you all for listening. Um, we hope you guys have as much fun listening as we do making it. Um, we hope to talk to you soon.